Hello, Facebook friends. I am so excited to be starting this Saturday morning series. It will be called uh, Morning Models, and it will be sometime on Saturday mornings in this private Facebook group, which is now called Donna's Intermittent Fasting Group, subject to change. But anyway, that's what it's called right now, and that's how you can find me. Um, specifically, uh, I'm excited because of how this material has changed my life. Many of you know that I have been in a weight loss coaching situation, and I have various coaches, but the head of the program created what we're going to be studying on Saturday mornings, and it is called the self-coaching model. And basically, she has taken um, everything that she has learned throughout her studies of why we do what we do, you know, how, what kind of behaviors we have, what kind of thoughts we have, how those thoughts and feelings affect us. And she has broken it all down from like, I don't even know, maybe a dozen different teachers that she has studied into what she calls a self-coaching model. And so basically, you know, like if you and I were to read all of the materials and sit under all the teachers that she has learned from, um, we would be like, overwhelmed like what do you know this I can't apply this as well or I would be let me put it that way I can't apply this how can I apply this to my life how can I apply this to my life and I think this even happens in uh, spiritual circles so regardless of what your um, religion is most religions uh, talk about and I know my Christian faith does it speaks about thoughts a lot it talks a lot about thoughts like as a man thinketh, so he is. And whatever you do, think on these things. And um, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, indicating that actions follow what's in your heart. They follow your thoughts and your feelings and so forth. And most religions have some sort of um, breakdown like that. But what Brooke Castillo has done is she has taken everything from different areas, philosophy, psychology, and so forth, and she has said, okay, um, this model, these five aspects, when we put them together, will give us a framework that we can work through to change our lives, and so when I think about, um, I've always believed in the Bible, and I still do, and I've always believed, you know, and I've always tried really hard to change my thoughts, to change my behaviors, to change my feelings, because, you know, the Bible says, think on these things, you know, or it says, you know, uh, you will act in a way that you think. And, but now with the model, and here is a picture of it, now with the model, I am able to not just like grit my teeth or white knuckle and say, I want to change these actions, my behaviors, and instead I'm able to say, wait a minute. The Bible says it goes back to thoughts. Brooke says it goes back to thoughts, and then I can change things. So I think that regardless of your religious persuasion, that you will find this incredibly, incredibly helpful. Um, I have, towards the end, some of the ways that it has changed me, and I'm going to just talk about that right now, actually. I'm going to move back to, in the outline, to uh, as far as um, the people who are watching this live, I'm going to tweak the outline. This is my working outline. So um, hopefully you have all of the outline, the rough outline in the comment, in the um, text.
section on the Facebook group. So, but it, this model has changed so many things for me. It has changed my expectations of my husband and my kids. And this is huge because near in a typical relationship, I'm not talking about, this is not dealing with like abuse or anything like that. But in a typical relationship, our normal problems often stem from expectations right i've done it my whole married life i've done it my whole parenting life and this has helped me to change my expectations of my husband and of my kids and just love them without all of the judgment and all of the well you didn't do this or you're not doing this or you're not meeting this need for me it has been phenomenal so rather than just like gritting my teeth and white knuckling and saying i'm not going to say a word about what she just did i am i am going to be a better person and i am not going to say a word instead i change my thinking about how i think about her to begin with it's so cool it's so amazing and so many things happen as a result of our thoughts and as a result of our feelings it has changed how i view urges and how i view weight management now when we get to that example on one of our saturday mornings um, i'm going to be bringing in also because when you have a physical component then you uh, then you have to look at it differently so how i view urges instead of Oh, I'm just so bad. I can't overcome urges. Instead, I think to myself, what physical things can I change? What environmental things can I change? What brain things can I change? And then I attack my urges. So that'll be later. But anyway, how I view urges and weight management issues has been huge. How much I love. I, I, I cannot believe this. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it is. Because when we think about love as being, we love somebody else and somebody else loves us, and we put that, we put part of our responsibility for love on the other person, we don't love them the way we do when we just say, I just love. I just love with no strings attached. So cool. All right, how much I judge. This has been huge. You know, social media is full of judgment. Everybody is judging everybody for everything. What if we just said, you know what? That person is a grown adult. That person can do whatever that person wants to do. Right? I'm not talking about abuse here. I'm talking about eating something. How we judge people when they're eating. How we judge people in their movements. How we judge people on their occupations. How we judge people on anything they write on Facebook. Right? Do I still think people just need to like not say that? Yeah, but you know, it's up to them. They're grown adults. How we respond to criticism. This is really important as I move forward in my business, saying that I'm becoming a weight loss coach. People criticizing me, well, you're not at your goal weight yet. Or, you know, you are just trying to make money. You don't care about people, whatever it might be. I have to be able to handle those criticisms in a certain way so that I do not let them color my work in the world and how I do my work. So those are just a few things. So let's dig in. This week will be longer because I don't want these to be so long that you feel like you can't join on Saturday morning or that you can't watch the replay later because you know my, my weekly broadcasts have tendency to be like you know 40 minutes long. And I want you to be able to say, you know, 
I know these are 15 minute model mornings, so I'm going to watch this. And when you have a shorter amount of time, you'll know that you can watch them. Today will not be that way because I really want to introduce all five components of the model. So as I said before, when I was working through my grief and overeating uh, series that I did, the five uh, steps with emotional eating, as I said before, we have some prerequisites. We have some things that we have to believe, embrace, think that are true in order to work through the model. And the first thing is believing that life is 50% good and 50% bad. Now, that's not an exact measurement, but some combination of that. And if we don't believe this, but instead we think everything should always be happy, then it colors our thoughts, it colors our thinkings, it colors our actions. And we cannot go into something saying, this is one of those bad things that's happening to me. I think this is a bad thing, and this is what I'm going to feel about it, and I'm okay. Um, or this doesn't have to be as big of a deal as I'm making it. I'm making it part of my 50% bad when it could just be a neutral thing. It could just be something that I think differently about. Or the other way can also be true, where we think that everything is terrible all the time and then if we think that everything is always terrible then we have no impetus to change our thinking so both things you know we're thinking everything's always bad or everything's every always good can hinder us in our thought work so that is the first prerequisite is believing that um, everything does not have to be perfect and i'm willing to accept things in life that are negative all right, the next one is to believe in the components of the model for changing your life. Now, I hope that just telling you some of the things that it's done for me will help you believe that this can, that you can actually use this self-coaching model to change parts of your life that you want to change, all right? You don't have to change anything. You can change whatever you want, right? We're all adults. You can choose that. But I hope that you will see, and I hope that you trust me enough by now to say, if this worked for her, and I've seen other things that I work for her and other things that she has changed in her life. So I'm going to go along for the ride and I'm going to see if I can make this work for me. Right. I don't think that you should always trust somebody 100% in everything they say. And I think I've told you that a lot in research studies and in believing what you read and believing what people say and so forth. But I hope that you trust me enough to put it on, try this on and see if it can make changes for you that are good the way that it has helped me to make changes, right? So I'm not asking you to think that I'm always right. I'm just asking you to trust that it worked for me and that it could work for you. All right, um, and so you have to believe in these components, C-T-F-A-R, and if you remember from my five videos about emotional eating, um, I kind of made a mnemonic because I am a curriculum author and I am a teacher of children, and so I made a mnemonic, C, totally far. All right, and that's just how I think about it. See, totally far. And you stop and think, when I think about the model, that's what it helps me do. It helps me see totally far so that I can change something in my life that I want to change. So I really like that mnemonic. And we have to believe in the components and see how they interact with each other. So here we go. Let's just learn what these components are so that in upcoming Saturdays, we can plug something in and make a change if we want to make a change. All right, so here we go. C, totally far. And F-A-R. 
C-T-F-A-R. And each of these letters stands for one of the five components of the self-coaching model. Now, it's called the self-coaching model because once you learn how to do it, you can plug in anything you want to change and change your thoughts, change your feelings, change your actions, which will give you better results. And you're going to see as I go through the samples how this really, truly does work. We see it all the time in memes. Okay, I think about memes or like church uh, billboards outside or church uh, marquees, right? And we see it in Facebook, you know, social media posts and stuff like that. Like it'll say, um, you know, uh, what we believe we will do. And we're like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, I totally believe something and I totally do it. Or we're seeing something like, um, uh, don't try to change somebody else, change yourself first. And we're like, yes. Yes, we need to, you know, and these are all like platitudes that we hear and that we see that that's true, right? We read, we read scripture verses and we say, you know, think on these things. You're like, oh yeah, I need to think these. I need to think good thoughts. I need to think better thoughts. Whatever is lovely. Think on these. We're like, yeah, I really want to do that. We see um, memes all the time on Facebook, you know, that, uh, you know, you're, that, Something like, you know, when you point to somebody else, you have four fingers pointing back at you and you're like, yeah, yeah, that's true. I need to stop blaming somebody else and start looking inward. And we see all these things and we see them as platitudes or as fun sayings or sometimes as comical sayings, but we don't really say, huh, how can I do that? And that's what's so beautiful about the model because everything that we've seen that we thought would be good to do, we can actually do it. All right, now we're going to learn step by step, and then each week I'm going to plug something in. And at first, it's, we're just going to start kind of camping out up here. But eventually, when you get good at this, like I do this every day so for myself. So when you get really good at this, well, five days a week anyway, <laughs> I have a schedule, you know, so um, that I keep that makes it happen five days a week. So, um, which actually I was able to implement way better because I was able to do this and it made me more disciplined. It's amazing. So um, we're going to camp out here for a while, but eventually several weeks down the road, several Saturdays down the road, you're going to be like, um, this is the result I'm getting. You know, my daughter uh, doesn't call me and this is your result down here. And then I'm going to help you go back up here and change something, change something change something and maybe it won't change a result that your daughter calls you but maybe it changes the results to I call my daughter and instead you don't put so much on another person so cool all right here we go so first of all we have to understand the C line which is the circumstances and the whole model fits together right circumstances can trigger thoughts thoughts cause feelings Feelings cause actions, and actions cause results. So I think, in theory, we would all agree that when we are sad, we take a certain action, and we get a certain result. When we are happy, we take a certain action, and we get a certain result, right? I mean, that is like the basis of life, that so many of us act on feelings. What we don't understand is that we can change our feelings. And that is another benefit of the model. Let me keep, let me move on. I'm so excited about it. I can't quit telling you how excited I am. All right. So here we go. Understand the C line first, circumstances. Now, let me just say one more really good thing about it. If you have bad relationships, 
or, or, or relation, I won't say bad because that's very judgmental, but if you have relationships that are not what you want them to be in your life, and this is especially true um, when I'm talking to, you know, maturing women, so to speak. So, uh, but it's also true with friendships. It's true with your spouse. It's true with your mother-in-law, right? But um, I see a lot of maturing women who do not have the relationships that they want with their children. So the result is, you know, a strained relationship or the circumstance might be um, uh, my child has my child called three months ago. Okay. And that might be the circumstance. And then you have all these things about it. And three months feels like a really long time to go without a call or whatever it might be. So I want to tell you that you can change your thoughts about that person and you can change your feelings and you can change your actions and you can change your relationships. At the very least, you can change how you behave towards that person. And we all know that when we change how we behave towards somebody, eventually it comes around to our benefit. So I feel so hopeful. Not, our result is not going to be what somebody else does. Our result is gonna be what we do. But let's face it, when we do the right thing, the right thing, in our lives, the thing that feels good for us, the thing that if we're of a certain faith, we know is what our faith would say to do, we know the good things that can happen as a result of that. And a lot of times we just can't do it because we're putting too much on the other person instead of changing our thoughts and our own feelings and changing our own actions. I'm not gonna talk about how great it is. Right now, I'm going to teach the five components, but I'm excited, and I know you know I'm excited, but I'm excited, and I'm happy for you. I'm happy for you if you follow this, and you stay with me, and you learn how to do it, because I want so many good things for my listeners and my readers. I mean, like, amazingly wonderful, good, amazing, awesome things. I mean, I just want them so badly. You know how when you have something and you just, it's, it's like with intermittent fasting. When I found intermittent fasting, I wanted everybody to know about it, right? Because it was life-changing for us and it continues to be life-changing for us. And um, when I first learned about homeschooling, I mean, I went out and told the world and I was not restrained and I was not constrained and I didn't do it right, but I wanted to tell the world how it helped me and how it helped my kids. And this is how I feel about this. C-line, the first component we have to understand is the circumstances line. And the reason we're gonna spend the full 30 minutes on nothing but understanding the components is because then when we plug in the model uh, for a circumstance that you might ask me about or a thought that you might ask me about, we can work on it. All right, so circumstance, they, these are things that happen are that every, or that are things that everyone believes happen, okay? Now, they can be proven in a court of law and they have no describers with them, okay? No describers, no disclaimers, no trigger words, no negative words, no positive words. These are just circumstances. And where we get tripped up in not changing our lives a lot of times is saying, that a circumstance, that is a, a something that's a thought is really a circumstance, it's just how it is. Because we have no control over circumstances. One of my coaches just said recently, um, 
take something in history, okay? The Civil War started in da 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 da. Okay, I don't know my history that well. The Civil War started in da 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 da. It is a fact, you know, the Civil War, the first battle, uh, the first battle of the Civil War began on da 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 at da 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 da. It is a circumstance. It has an exact date. Doesn't have any describers. And I'll say the terrible Civil War, or you know, the horrific Civil War, or the long Civil War, or the short Civil War. There are no words with it, and uh, it is a circumstance because it can't be changed. So that's another thing to look at: is can it be changed? Because a thought can be changed, but a circumstance cannot be changed. So when we think about what has to be as um, facty, as one of my coaches says, it has to be as facty as the first battle of the Civil War began on this date in this place. It has to be that facty and that unchangeable. All right, the next one is um, of the problem is, like I said, when we think a circumstance is a thought. All right, so we're not so facty here. We are not so black and white. We are not so factual, proven in a court of law. So let me give you a couple of examples where this is true. All right, we sometimes think that a thought um, about the weather is a circumstance. So I'm going to start with something that is kind of, you know, doesn't hurt anybody or anything. Okay, just so that you can see it. All right, so our circumstance is it is raining outside. There are no describers with that. There are no thoughts about it. It can be proven by going outside and getting rained on. Um, the weatherman says it, all right? It is raining outside. We're not saying it's pouring because that would indicate that we think it's really heavy. We're not saying it's drizzling because that would indicate that we think it's really light. I forgot to take everything out of here so it wouldn't ring. We are not saying that it is, um, we are not saying that it is, raining cats and dogs. We're not saying it's terrible that it's raining. It is a circumstance. All right, now, when we say the rain is keeping people from having fun today, that is a thought, right? We're putting in things like keeping is a trigger word, fun, things like that. That becomes a thought. All right, let's do another one. The traffic has stopped at the corner of Jefferson and Illinois. And after I wrote this, I realized, um, or at least I think in Fort Wayne, Jefferson and Illinois are parallel. So now you're seeing, I don't know history. I don't know geography. You already know I don't know math. So here we go. <laughs> All right, that's just a thought. All right. Okay, so the circumstance is that the traffic has stopped at the corner of Jefferson and Illinois. Okay, traffic apps will say this. It really can't be because it, they don't they don't cross, I don't think. Maybe they do. I think they cross kind of downtown somewhere. We'll just leave it at that. Let's assume they cross. Okay, traffic apps will say this. The cars are stopped. Um, we're not saying the traffic is so bad. We're not saying the traffic is stopped for miles and miles and miles. Something that we're stretching out. Okay. We <laughs> thank you. I am that is kind of funny, isn't it? All right, no, no geography. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. Um, no describers. It can be proven. Not the traffic is bad. That's a thought. Traffic is bad is a thought because not everybody agrees with it. Okay, I'm going to tell you why in just a little bit. Okay. Joe Smith died is a circumstance. Okay. It can be proven. The obituary says so. The coroner said so. Um, he might be buried. Okay. It is a fact. There are no describers with it. Joe Smith died, so I'm sad. 
um, Joe Smith died, so I'm glad. Okay, there are no describers with it. Now, I picked this one specifically because at time, the time you start to say, if it's a fact, there are no, that something is a thought and it can't be a circumstance, then people always say, well, what about somebody dying, right? Or, you know, what about some horrific thing, right, that happened? Okay, so we're going to go with the Joe Smith example because it, Joe Smith dying because it's a very easy uh, one to apply to this. So no describers. Now, not it is sad that Joe Smith died. Okay, that is a thought. We can only say that Joe Smith died. Now, it is uh, sad that Joe Smith died is a thought because not everyone agrees with it. All right. Okay. You're going to learn more in just a minute. All right, so understand the thought line next. Here we go, the T line right here. Thoughts are sentences in your mind. Some people call thoughts beliefs, something that you believe, all right? Um, my coach prefers to call them thoughts because people have a tendency to think beliefs can't be changed as much, and we need to understand that thoughts can be changed, all right? So they are judgment or analysis or beliefs about something. We think that thoughts are circumstances a lot of times, but they are not circumstances because they're in your own brain and not everyone agrees with them. All right, so thoughts drive everything. So our thoughts about the rain will drive our feelings and actions. Our thoughts about the stopped cars will drive our feelings and actions. Even our thoughts about Joe Smith's death will drive our feelings and actions. Now, when we have a thought that is not helping us reach our goals, so like the relationship one, this is what I'm really, really about. I mean, I want everybody to lose weight and feel great and fast and all of that, but I am overwhelmingly sad and grief-stricken by um, uh, disjointed relationships in social media. Like, it, like every day I think about it. And I want to think about it. I want to think that's a thought because I want to act on it. I want to help people, right? So I'm going to keep it as a thought. And so when we have a thought that isn't helping us reach our goals, so better relationship, losing weight, growing our business, loving more, okay? When we have a thought that's, that is not helping us to reach those goals, we can change the thought, and this will help us change our feelings, and that will help us change our actions, right? We won't change anybody else's actions, but we all know that when we change our own actions, usually good things follow. So it's worth it. It's worth it. It's also worth it to change our actions, to be in integrity with ourselves, to do the right thing, because that feels great to live that way, right? And it is part of the human experience to have the option of changing our thoughts, our feelings, and our actions towards other people. It is, for those of you who are Christians, the um, good news, right? That we can change our behavior, that we can act differently towards people. It is all about uh, loving our neighbor. It, it's so, 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 so cool. Okay. So if you're not a Christian, it's okay because we get better actions and better results every time we make a good change, a better change, something that we want to change in our lives. All right, let's understand the feeling line next. Feelings are vibrations in the body. 
And we know this because we hear people say, I feel so happy. It's like butterflies in my stomach. Think about Christmas Eve. Think about Christmas morning, right? Uh, when my kids come, they stay overnight on, on our Christmas Eve. Uh, that is actually something I want to take through the model because how you respond to not getting your own way with your grown kids is huge <coughs> in how things are good for you or not good for you. So it or can be better for you. All right. So those are vibrations in our body. Like when my kids come to stay overnight on our Christmas Eve and we're having such a great time all evening, I am so filled with joy. And when I go to bed that night, I have butterflies in my stomach on Christmas Eve, just like I did on my way driving at four in the morning to my dad's house uh, to a Christmas tree full of presents because that was my dad's big thing, right? And those feelings are like butterflies in my stomach. Or we think about the most grief-stricken feelings we've ever had. Um, I've had some really, really sad things. And I think back one, one specific thing where our last daughter, our last child died during an adrenal blood transfusion when I was 21 weeks pregnant. And I remember lying across that glass bassinet because we got to hold her and so forth and spend some time with her after she died. And so did our children, our older children. Um, and I remember draping myself across her bassinet and just feeling like the vibrations in my body were going to kill me. That is a feeling. The most grief-stricken feelings are like something inside that just feels like we're going to die. And those are our feelings, their vibrations. And these are not sensations. Sensations are like when we are cold or we're hungry or something like that. All right. And sometimes we don't even know what we're feeling. Like when we want to eat something and we don't know why, we might have a feeling of restlessness. And we don't even know it. See how this can help us change our lives? So cool. All right. So how we feel is based on what we think. So back to our three examples. If we think the rain is keeping us from having fun right here, we will feel a different way than a farmer who thinks, good, it's raining. He is going to feel happy. We are going to feel frustrated. Same circumstances. Same circumstance, it is raining. And we can see how different thoughts lead to different feelings. If we think the traffic is keeping us from a party, we will feel different than if we think the traffic means someone else has to clean the kitchen. Isn't that amazing? We just feel different. All of a sudden we're like, ah, this is cool. Somebody else has to clean the kitchen. I'm not going to make it there before company gets there. So my husband, I texted him. He's going to have to do it instead of me. My kid's going to have to do it instead of me. I'm feeling pretty chilled. <laughs> Anybody else feel that way about those kind of things? Okay. Anyway, if we think that Joe Smith's death is sad because we loved him, he died. We are sad. Uh, we, he died. That is uh, really sad that he died. We feel grief, right? That's different than somebody who knows Joe Smith is dying 
on death row today at two o'clock and thinks that we need to execute um, serial killers, completely different, right? I'm not saying any of these situations are good or bad because I am not talking about politics. You think I don't know much about geography and history? You have no idea how I don't understand politics. So we're not talking about politics. We're just talking about same circumstance, Joe Smith dying. Thoughts, he needs to die, he's a serial killer. Feelings, justice. Thoughts, Joe Smith is dying. Thoughts, he was a loving grandfather. I feel so bad. I feel sad, feelings, grief. Completely the same circumstances, different thoughts, different feelings. Let's move on to the action line. All of our actions stem from this. And that's why we call this the thought, feeling, action cycle, right? So all of our actions will be dictated by how we feel, which were dictated by how we thought about something. So if we want to change our lives, we will be very purposeful to come up here and work in this. We'll be very purposeful to try to make a thought change, a feeling change, and then that, that will affect our actions. We act according to thoughts and feelings. So if we feel sad about the weather, it is raining. Um, this is going to ruin my day. I am frustrated. We will take actions. So we usually have one of each of these, but when it comes to actions, we can have many actions. So maybe our actions about the weather will be that we complain, we, um, we just sit around the house, we um, bring other people down, right? We, we, we say things to other people that could potentially bring them down. All right, but if we feel okay about the weather, like it's raining, um, that, uh, we won't be able to do our outside activities, feeling uh, um, uh, motivated, action, make another plan to make the day good for our kids after all. Completely different. All right. If we feel anxious about the traffic, so we still have, I'm sorry, I forgot to turn it, take everything out. I usually take all of the devices out so they don't, I don't have to worry about them. All right. So if our circumstances are, that um, we that it is uh, traffic is stopped on the Illinois and Jefferson. <laughs> All right, and our thought is um, this is going to make me late. Our feeling is anxiousness. Our actions will be to text people, to um, worry, to uh, to call our boss, whatever the whatever the actions are that we are going to take. But if the circumstances that the traffic is stopped on Jefferson and Illinois and our thought is somebody else will have to clean the kitchen before the company gets there. Our feelings are chillaxed and our actions are to text our husband or daughter and listen to music and just enjoy a quiet moment. All right. And if we're, if Joe Smith died and we, you know, our, he, he was a loving grandfather, that makes that is that is um, a sad event. Our feelings will be grief. Our actions will be, you know, crying, um, working through grief, trying to comfort others, trying to comfort ourselves, possibly overeating or something. 
And that is where we need to work on some of this in here, right? So that we don't get knocked down by the uh, sad things in life. But we're not wanting to change our thoughts and our feelings that it's still sad. We don't want to change those um, in that case. But in the case of somebody who thinks that a serial killer, not the loving grandfather, but the serial killer Joe Smith died, um, those thoughts and feelings and then actions will be very different. The results. Here we go with the results. This has an arrow going right up there to our thoughts. The results are the evidence for our thoughts. So the results prove our thoughts. There is a direct correlation between whatever result we get and the thought that we thought that led to it. Now, this is really where the law of attraction or the power of positive thinking kind of uh, has certain elements to this, but where it goes wrong. And this is why, um, you know, I used to hear a lot about the power of positive thinking because I'm an entrepreneur. And so a lot of teachers teach that um, in entrepreneur settings and in network marketing settings and in weight loss settings and so forth. Um, but when you try the power of positive thinking, um, you try to change this thought. So it's kind of like the whole trying to say, I'm going to think good thoughts. I'm going to think good thoughts. I'm going to think good thoughts. And then skipping all of this in between here and just thinking that that's going to change our result. And that is where the power of positive thinking never appealed to me. And I didn't feel like it was a biblical concept from a Christian standpoint to just think something and then, you know, snap your fingers and make it happen because it didn't work. And also um, because we are active beings in our lives so we have an effect on these things so to think i'm going to think that a million dollars will come tomorrow or i'm going to think i'm going to win the lottery or i'm going to think i'm going to win the big money at the gambling boat whatever 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 um and then that we have no basis for believing those results right but when we take a thought and not something about gambling, but we take a thought like um, uh, up here I ate six cookies. My thought is um, I'm a fat slob versus my thought I want to be curious about why I did that. Then I feel empowered. Then I take actions to try to change my behaviors that are to make them more in line with my weight management. See how cool that is. All right. So understanding the result line. Our results prove our thoughts. So if we listen to music and we enjoy the traffic, uh, the result is we are chilled. We are, um, we are um, not anxious. We're just, the result is that we feel good. We feel relaxed. Goes back to, oh, good. Someone else has to clean the kitchen. <laughs> If uh, we complain about the weather and all that, and uh, we will not make, we do not have happy plans for the day, goes back to, oh great, the weather's ruining everything. All right, and uh, if somebody who believes strongly that Joe Smith should have been executed, then not the grandfather of Joe Smith, but the other Joe Smith, then we will have the result of thinking that he needed to be executed, we will, um, 
and it comes back to our thought that serial killers needed to be executed. I use that as an example, not because I want to get political, but because the circumstances of just a person, Joe Smith dying, will be very, very, will have the very different thoughts, feelings, actions, results all the way through. We can't just automatically say someone's death is sad. We have to see that it's not sad to everybody. So it's not a circumstance. All right. I can't wait to teach you everything. Here are some things that have come up lately that I want to show us how to plug into the model during our Saturday morning models. Um, three in-laws call me Donna. This is something that um, I didn't have to work through because I've already, I've already worked through so many in-law things through the years because my kids have been married and my oldest one has been married for 14 years. But I, this has been brought to my attention from other people, from like younger moms than I, or, or moms who have kids just now getting married and things. So I'm just going to use this as a, as a circumstance, and then I'm going to walk you through. So three in-laws call me Donna. I ate six cookies last night. Someone said X and X about me. All right. Now this, you can't say someone said bad thoughts, things about me, because that's a circumstance, because you think it's bad right? And it's got the word bad in it. But you can say someone said, um, and this actually happened to me, I had cyberbullying take place. So this actually happened where someone said, quote, Donna Reish is just trying to make money off of intermittent fasting and doesn't care about people, unquote. Okay. And then it just grew up in this big, 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 big thing. Um, where he banded against me and did a bunch of things and it was really really hard okay so um but the circumstance is not that it was really really hard the circumstances is not that he banned it that's what i thought he banned it against me the circumstance was that he said these words online okay so it has to be quoted words it can't be bad words sad words mean words all those things Really forgot to take everything out. I'm so sorry. Okay, um, my kids visited one time in October. Okay, that would be a circumstances stance as opposed to my kids don't visit me enough. Right, that's a thought. So I'm going to work through that when my kids visited me one time in October, and my weight has been 165 for four months. Can work through that one with you. All right. So these are some of the morning models that I'm that I've chosen just from things that I've heard from people. But you can email me, comment below, text me, private message me on Facebook, and give me either a circumstance or a thought or a feeling or just a scenario, and I will plug it in and we will work on it. And we'll see: is it the 50% bad in life that you want to accept, or is it a 50% that you're making bad, but you don't want to accept it and you want to change your behavior surrounding it. So anyway, I know this has been long. Thank you for staying with me during this entire, uh, if you're still here, for this entire presentation because it is the basis for what we're going to do every Saturday morning. So I will see you, um, I'll see you before Saturday because I have the next broadcast, part two of um, uh, the one mistake we make in weight management and if you watch part one you know that that is relying on willpower so i have five solutions for broadcast number 38 i believe it is next week five solutions uh for not that we can either change something or that we can not rely on willpower or that can make our willpower 
better or stronger, make our urges less, all of those things, five things that will make a difference. And that's going to be broadcast number 38, and that will be live in the group next week, and then it'll eventually be at uh, the podcast and uh, YouTube and DonReese.com. Thank you for joining me. I will see you soon.